0: Hey, everyone. It's me, Jay, and I'm here with my girl, Nina. And welcome to the No Stylist Left Behind podcast. Nina, are you ready? I am
1: so ready for the guest that we have today because, again, I feel like I'm going to be learning. I love learning about people. And so I am so excited to talk with our guest and hear more about her journey and some of the things that she's gone through because I think it's going to be so powerful and really impact people in in such a huge way. So, why don't why don't you?
0: Why don't you tell everybody who we have with us today? My heart is so full. I am so excited to be bringing on Monique, you can find her on Instagram, at MCL She is one of my closest, bestest friends, and I cannot wait for you to hear about her journey. Monique, welcome to No Stylist Left Behind.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I am so honored and blessed to be here with you guys today, and I'm very excited to share everything about my journey with you guys.
1: Hey, yes. so excited. So we don't waste any time around here. So we're going to just dive right in. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your journey, your start, you know, how and everything, not everything, obviously, because we could be here for hours, right? Which would be amazing. I would love that. However, just some cliff notes versions of your journey and your life and kind of what you have maybe gone through that got you to where you are right now.
2: So um, my story, so I was raised by my father alone Mm -hmm. and he actually lost his hair at a very young age at like 24 years old. So my first ever experience in the salon was at Hair Club for Men in San Francisco. (laughs) And I remember going, it was like very exclusive. There's no signs, you know, so we go up in the elevator, we walk in and it was just like, I just remember I was six years old and I was just like in awe with everything in the salon. It was just like, overlooking the city and the blow dryers were going and i'm just like watching and i was just so fascinated and that day i said to my dad this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna move to the city and do hair and he was like absolutely not you're not going to do hair and from the age of six on i always said that's what i was going to do so growing up i always would like you know play with the doll heads and i would lie and tell people i can do any haircut that they wanted when i had no idea what i was doing um (laughs) and so i that's kind of how i began and then i started working in banking when i was 17 and i started making really good money i got promoted quickly i was like number one sales in the district so it was really hard for me to step away but deep down i knew i wanted to do hair and i kept putting it off because of the money but i had to make a decision i was like you know what if i'm gonna do this i need to do it now because next thing you know i'm gonna be 40 years old going to beauty school and wasted my life away doing something I don't want to do. So I made the decision to just quit and go full time into beauty school. Um, and that was the best decision I ever made. So my dad was very much against it. He was like, if you, if this is what you're going to do, I'm not going to help you. He wanted me to go to school for nursing for whatever reason. Wow. Um, so he was like, if you do nursing, I will help you. But if you go to cosmetology school, I will not help you. I was like, okay, fine. I'll figure it out. So I did that um, and got out of school, started working, probably not the smartest thing, but while I was in school, I started assisting the lady who did my hair. And so after school, I would go and assist with her and kind of was trying to get my feet wet before I got out of school. And then as soon as I graduated and was licensed, I started renting the station from her. And that was a struggle because the salon did not have walk-ins, and I also needed advanced education but I did not know this so I just kind of jumped in it and I was able to quickly build a clientele just from word of mouth everywhere I went I just talked to people Starbucks giving business cards I kind of did it the old-fashioned way and I was able to build a clientele this was before social media and that's about two years of working there the owner wanted out of the salon so she had left the salon to the property owner And he asked to personally meet with me and offered to go in business with me and take over the salon. And so my first reaction was, no, I don't know. And my boyfriend at the time was in the meeting with me. And afterwards, he's like, are you crazy? This is a great opportunity. And I'm like, for one, I don't know what I'm doing to run a business. Two, like, I need to better myself as a stylist. Like, I can't be running a salon when I'm Because I realized that I needed to take some steps back and, like, really focus on educating myself as a stylist versus, like, trying to run a business. So I made the decision to say I would take over in the meantime until we found a good person to take over the salon. Which then turned into, like, years of me having the salon. We changed the name. It was Monique's Tanning and Beauty Salon. I was 21. Feeling good. I have this salon. Yes. Uh, it was, it was an awesome experience, definitely. Um, so I had the salon for a few years, and then I was like, okay. So this was um, outside of San Francisco, about an hour outside the city. But my dream, again, was to work in the big city in San Francisco. It's what I wanted. So I then, again, made the decision that we need to sell the salon. I'm going to San Francisco to work at a salon and advance my education. So that is what I did. And I kind of started from the bottom again and first I started at Dry Bar for about two months while I was looking for a salon, and which was great because the neighborhood, I would have never looked into the neighborhood that it was in, but in that neighborhood, I realized I loved it, and so found a salon, a little boutique salon in that area, which I still, seven years later, rent there, so that was a good decision for myself, and yeah, so from there, I worked in San Francisco for about five years at this salon, And then I had a full clientele. I was like, okay, what's next? I always wanted to get into educating, but I have a fear of public speaking. Had a fear, (laughs) so that kind of held me back. Um, And so it was kind of like, I didn't know what route to go because I was now like, you know, renting a station, but, and I had a full clientele. It was like, which way do I go? So that's when I made the decision to move to Los Angeles. And again, start from the bottom. So I've been here in LA now for about two and a half years. Um, I started, I moved to downtown LA. I did some research and I was like, okay, downtown's a new up and coming area. This will be awesome for me to like build a clientele. There's so many new people moving there. Again, I like the city vibe. So I started at a salon in downtown. It was a great salon, but I realized quickly it wasn't the right fit for me or what I was looking for. I didn't really know what I was looking for, but I just knew I had to like, feel like this is what I want. So I tried that first. That wasn't it. And then I went to a salon over on Melrose area. Um, I still was just, it just wasn't what I was looking for. And then I, I had a list of salons that I was interested in and Larissa Love Salon was one of them. So I had actually reached out to Larissa and she said, I'm only hiring stylists with full clientele. And I said, okay, well, I just got here, so I'll get back to you. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so then I was at the salon on Melrose, and then I seen that she listed hiring stylists again. Um, So I, like, DM'd her, and she's like, well, why don't you just come in and let's just chat? And I'm like, okay. So I went down and met with her, and we just really hit it off, honestly. Like, I didn't expect that at all. Um, But she was like, you know, like – She was honest, like the salon does not, we don't get walk in. So, you know, you either have to have a clientele or be like very self motivated. And she's like, I see the hustle in you and I think that we could give this a try. So let's try it out. So I started there. Well, let me back up. My plan was to get in on commission, that was my goal. So she has me audition. I bring models, I try out, you know, Try it for like a week and then she's like, okay, she sends me the offer and it was to rent. And I'm like, oh my God. I don't have any clientele.
0: (laughs) You're back to that place from when you first started.
2: What? I'm like square one right now. Like I I'm just like struggling, but I'm like, I made the decision. I'm like, you know what? This is where I want to work. I'm gonna make it happen. Like I will find the client. So I'm like, take it. So I started off as renting, and then it was a blessing in disguise because one of the stylists, he was leaving back home to uh, Paris for two weeks. So shortly after, she was like, do you want to do commission while he's gone, and that can help you out a little? And I'm like, yeah, definitely. So that actually worked out so well that she offered to keep me on commission for longer than the two-week period. Um, And then I just started building a clientele really fast, um, really utilizing my Instagram. Because that was one thing when I moved to Los Angeles, I had an Instagram, a hair page, but I already had a clientele before Instagram, so I didn't really look at it as something I needed to do. It was just like here and there, I'd throw something on there. But when I moved to LA and started interviewing at salons, the first they don't care about my resume. They're like, "Let me see your Instagram." So when I went and met with Larissa, she was like, one of the first things she said is, "Let me see your Instagram," and I was like, "Oh God!" And she's like, "Oh no, it's it's really good. Um, it was." not bad but it was not great but I realized like this is where I need to put my effort into like really building my brand on social media because that is the time we live in now and I'm starting from the bottom so I just really utilized um Instagram and just making sure that every person like my whole thing is like if they sit in my chair it's like a 99% chance they're gonna they're going to come back so my thing is just like getting people in my chair um and so it just worked out really well for me. And so I've been at the salon for not even two years yet. And it's just been a great experience. Like since moving into LA and taking that chance of like just starting over again, so many new doors have opened for me. Um, and I just feel so, so blessed and happy that I made the decision. Wow. It easily went the other way. And oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: For sure. And what I love, and what I love about like all of this, right, is like from the beginning, you maybe not have known, like that hustle or drive, or that it thing that made you go, um, "This feels uncomfortable," but I'm just gonna go into it. Yeah. That people like kind of put you into that system to say, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna booth rent." And then you built, then you became a salon owner, then you sold, and then you moved your whole life after being so comfortable, right? Yes. So I do want to ask, what is your biggest motivator for waking up every day to, to fulfill your dreams?
2: So my biggest motivator used to be the fact that I wanted to prove my dad wrong and that like I made the right decision. So at first that was kind of like the drive, like I'm going to prove to you how successful I can be doing what I want to do. Now I, I know I've proved that and he's told me, you know what, I'm proud of you and you're hundred percent right. So that I feel like that was my motivator, but now honestly, like I genuinely just love to make people feel good. Like I have so many clients who sit in my chair and Sometimes I don't even need to say it. Like I could just see it in their body language and how like bad they feel about themselves or sometimes they share it like their husband just cheated on them or whatever the case. Yes. And so I love that I have the ability to make them feel great and build their confidence. And that's what I love. Like there's nothing better, no better feeling for me than like when I finish someone and they look in the mirror and their whole face just is like, they're just like yes. feeling stupid.
1: That is the best, it really is, and I think you had a shift in your why you know per se or what motivates you. You had a shift in that from going from you know trying to make your dad feel like yes, she did the right thing to now really kind of doing what is taking care of you and making you feel good, and that's obviously taking care of other people so because we live in this world of Instagram and Facebook and everything is on social media and, you know, obviously just working next to, um, other stylists, no matter where you come from, what salon, whatever it is, I know that it's very, very easy to compare cause I've been there and done it. It's easy to compare your journey to somebody else's journey. So what, how do you fight the battle of not comparing your journey to Either somebody in the salon, someone on Instagram, someone that you idolize or follow, or someone maybe that you want to be like, or that you admire, how do you battle not comparing your journey?
2: So that honestly is a struggle on the regular. Like I have to constantly remind myself that every person is on their own journey. And you know, some people will look at someone, and admire them like, oh my God, they have their own salon. They're so successful. And I have to look at it like, you know, I've done that, and it wasn't all that it's cracked out to be. And I've, I have to look at how far I've come. And I've taken chances and it could have went wrong, but it worked out in my favor. So I just, I try to remind myself of how proud I am of what I've done and how much more I have that I can do. And instead of comparing myself to that person, I just admire them and I'm like, you know, I love the way they're doing this. And I want to be more like that as far as like being more motivated or, you know, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I don't have enough time to do these things, but then I catch myself watching friends and I'm like, you do. <laughs> so like, that's why, that's why I'm doing this because they're not sitting there watching friends. So it just kind of helps me to check myself to where it's like, you know, we all are in control of our own lives and what we want to do with them. So rather than sitting and getting down on myself because someone's doing better, it just motivates me to, get on that
1: same level. Absolutely. And celebrating your wins, literally celebrating your wins and what you have accomplished. And that kind of leads me into my next question, which is what does success mean to you? Because success means different things to everybody. We, we all have our own definition. So what does success mean to you? And When do you feel that you've actually made it? Or do you ever get to that point where you're like, yes, I've made it and that's it. Or yes, I've made it and let's keep going.
2: So for me, I love to set goals for myself. And for me, if I set a goal and I achieve it, then that is success for me. And as far as when do I feel I've made it? I think I'm one of those people that will never be like, okay, I made it. Like I'm good. (laughs) Like I'm, always, <laughs> want more and more, which could be good and bad. Um, but yeah, I just think I'm constantly setting new goals, and once I overcome that goal, then I feel like I'm successful. But now it's like onto the next bigger goal. So that's kind of
1: so it this. never stops. Don't stop. Get it. Get it.
0: <laughs> Don't stop. Get oh, it. Get man, it baby. <laughs> and you know, like I for everyone listening, I get the opportunity to be behind the chair with Monique. And I just love your dedication and your precision. And not only when I say precision, I think a lot of people will go to like the execution of hair. I mean, the precision of the moment when your guest walks in to the moment when your guest leaves. That experience is a one of a kind and I look up to that. Are there any tips of like, what makes you like different behind the chair?
2: For me, what I think and feedback I've gotten from my clients is like, I like to make them feel like like we know each other. Like I keep it, yeah. I keep it like, like I'm your friend, you know what I mean? So like right off the bat, I like to just, start by just making them feel comfortable having like small talk conversation um i definitely read my clients so like sometimes you can tell they they're just really not in the mood to talk sometimes they are so i really try to fill them out and then just give them that experience that they came there for if they're having a bad day and they want to have a glass of wine and relax i'm not going to like keep talking to them but the next time you yeah. want to talk then i'm all ears and i'll keep the conversation going so I just think it's so important to just kind of be able to read your client's vibe and make them feel like you're their friend. And I don't know, I think that's how I'm just good at building relationships. Like I, I do good hair and there's so many really good stylists out there, but building that relationship is what I think my thing is. And that's how I've been able to start from the bottom and build a clientele fast because I've just, good at building a relationship, I guess. I don't
1: know. Yeah. And b- building relationships over and over, like you started over many times. And I'm so glad that you said that because this, re- this business is so much more about relationships mm-hmm. than it is about hair. And it's really a testament to the fact that you started over and then started over again and coming to LA and starting over and doing what you did and being a renter, I'm kind of like on the edge of my seat. I'm like, I know. I'm like, i love this. I can't wait to meet you in person now. I'm so intrigued. I'm so excited. I love that. It shows that you are incredibly dedicated to yourself and to your craft and doing whatever it takes to make it work. And I love that. I love it so much. Thank you so much for sharing all of
0: your goodness. Yeah, thank you so much. I do want to, there is one last question, but just because I know you and I really want you to share this new exciting journey that you're on and you kind of said it in the beginning when you said you know one of your fears was like public speaking and being an educator (laughs) so can you dive deep just really quick on the new adventure that you're doing
2: definitely so uh, about a year ago uh bellamy hair which is the biggest extension company out out there right now reach out to me on my instagram and asked me if i was interested in partnering with them and i was like i didn't know what that meant and i'm like sure (laughs) talk about this so i got on a call and they had asked me uh, to be a pro ambassador for them so that meant i was exclusively using their hair i'll promote them they'll promote me um and that's how i got introduced to using bellamy hair because i was not using them before So once I started working with the hair, I was just wowed by the hair. And my clients were like, this hair is amazing. Like the reactions I was getting, just the quality of the hair, everything about it was just amazing. So I was just so excited that they reached out to me. So after a year, they were working on an education program. And so they had asked me to come on. I was chosen one of 16 across the U.S. to be their first educators with Bellamy.
1: Awesome. Um,
2: So... I was like so excited so we went to the training we get there I already did a post saying oh I'm so blessed to be a part of the one of 16 so like after I post that they're like okay so just so you guys know all of you are here but like doesn't mean you made it it was five day training and like all that you're not a good fit so I'm like sweating I'm like oh my god now I feel stupid if I don't make this (laughs) so the they really Put that like the pressure on which is good because it's like I could see people going there like oh, I already made it I don't need to like really put my all into this but it was such an amazing experience and so I'm just getting started with educating with them and the company is just amazing they treat us great and I'll be able to travel around and educate and so when I did my first class I was like so nervous like I was just like I don't know how I'm gonna do this like I was just dying but I was like I just I have to do it again like facing your fear is the only way you're going to grow as soon as I started the class I was like I loved it I was just like so into it and excited and it's a two-day course and honestly by the end of the two days I was like I cannot wait to do my next class like I loved it because again it's like a different part of helping people because now I'm like helping stylists who want to grow themselves versus like the clients in my chair who just want to better themselves so it all goes hand in hand with helping people, but it was just so rewarding. I absolutely loved it. So I'm very excited and the company is just getting started. So to get in this early and grow with the company, I'm like so blessed.
1: That's amazing. And just the fact that you said, I'm going to face my fears and I'm going to go, I'm going to go through with this. And you know what I find so often too, and, and you're really kind of like speaking on it is that a lot of times we're so nervous about doing something because we really don't know what it's going to be, right? Are that nervous? Yep. Yes, we don't know what's going to happen, and we put all of these expectations, and we get so like, I have to speak in front of people. and What's going to happen? And then you get into it, and you're like, oh, what was I even so nervous about? And then you kind of fall into your path into your journey, and you kind of like sit in that pocket, and you're like, yes. Imagine though, you didn't listen to yourself and fight through those fears and how many people pass up on opportunities because they let the fear take over. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that and you talked about that and you really fought through it. And you're living the dream, girl. I love it. I am loving everything that you are selling right now. I'm buying it.
0: (laughs) Baby, I'm already a fan and I'm even a bigger fan. Monique, you are shaking our souls and I cannot wait for everyone listening to have your souls shock. You feel me? So you feel me? All right. So Monique, what's next? Where do you see your future going?
2: So right now, my main focus is really focusing on the education part, traveling, educating, and building my brand. Um in the near future I do plan to have a small studio in San Francisco as well as in LA. Small hair studio. Um while I continue to travel and educate. That's the goal right now.
1: Wow. I love do you have a it. plan. Like, do you have how many years? Like how long do you think? Like what's the goal time frame?
2: Two to three year plan. So oh. I, I still currently work in San Francisco as well. I have a clientele there, so I'm kind of been going back and forth um and I love the setup I have now but I want to create a space that's like I just I don't want a big salon something small just really talented professional artists that they can just come and like really focus on working on good content and everything set up for that um so I mean I'm in no rush for that right now I would say two to three years would be the plan that's I love that and I'm so excited for
0: your journey
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know this has been so amazing. I love learning about people and so Monique, thank you so so much for sharing your soul, your information, your journey with all of us today and really I feel inspired. Jay, don't you feel inspired? I
0: I literally cannot wait. Like I cannot wait to gear up and face another fear. And another opportunity that I've been waiting for. So Monique, thank you so much. Thank you guys so Just much. Just like fun. giving me like through your strength, right? And your courage. I feel like I can like go to another city. I'm like, let's go. Dallas, <laughs> Texas.
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> LA. <laughs> I'm waiting for you. <laughs> LA,
1: i coming home. Mm. Yes. Home. Please and thanks. Oh my God. Well, again, Monique, thank you so much for sharing your story. Guys, I know that you are getting all the feels right now from hearing from Monique and hearing her story and her journey. And of course, we always want to keep the conversation going. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram, DM us with topics. If you need anything, if you have questions about anything, we always are here for you. So follow us on Instagram at Nina Tulio. Of course, follow J at it's Mr. J Ladner. And make sure that you check out Monique on Instagram. Monique, why don't you just tell them what your Instagram is one more time?
2: It's at MCL Hair.
1: Perfect. So you go ahead and follow her too. And thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today. And of course, as always, if you take anything away from spending time with us, we want you to know it's okay to live in your truth and remember to always live your life out loud. See you next time. Oh, 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 oh,